Hello, this is Caio. I'm your host from this podcast I made called Millennial Reveries. I talk about many random stuff. Mostly I'm ranting angrily about some life drama issues, but I do want to get to the point where I talk about games and fun stuff and TV shows and anime, whatever, K-pop music. I just want to talk about and deal with depression along the way. Today I'm finishing the story that I was talking about before, which was my dreams becoming nightmares in the UK. Um, so we were, when I was in the bathtub safe from Brighton, still worried about everything, but well, this house, I will explain what happened. Firstly, I just like to rant about having only a phone to record the series and being dirty. And now it's 7 a.m. I am still recording all of these episodes, episodes in the same day. English is not my main language. I'm Brazilian and I'm trying my best in here. If you want to support me in any way, shape, or form, you can follow me on my social media, check my website, my Patreon, my merch, and that's how you can help me out to change the situation. Maybe get a computer to edit things properly, maybe get a camera, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, don't be mad if you listen to background noises, if the audio is not that good. I'm literally just trying. Okay, so I was in this bathtub. And I just dismissed this guy that was trying to help me to have a sleeping bag and have some soup. And he was glad that I didn't have to do that. Now, this house. So, this house is from my aunt's friend. And it's a little bit on the north of London. And a few weird things happening there. If I remember correctly. Well, she, she was a very busy and sad and weird and methodical. She kind of had like OCD. She wanted everything clean, everything in a very specific way. And she had achieved most in life by working her ass off. And I'm proud of it, but she was not like the best person. She had a son around my age. I think he was like three or four years younger than me. And here is what happened. Her son had the life I always wanted to have. He lived in the UK. He had a PS4. It was just released. He already had it. And they had a big TV. He had a whole bunch of anime stuff. And study and, and education and everything. And health insurance he was he was safe his mother loved him he had the life i always had to, wanted to leave i felt not jealous but sad looking at him felt like looking into a mirror a mirror that it would never reflect my reflection my reality it was just a joke a walking joke of what life could have been if i, I had a mother Or if I was lucky, 
at all. I would be safe. But here I was. Being helped to survive. Things got really bad from this point. They got in like endurable. Is that the right word? Like I could deal with it, but it was not good. Because the woman that I that that owned the house, she didn't want me there for a second. She was just doing this because she loves my aunt. And they were friends for years. So this boy was so weird. I remember he wanted me to watch anime with him, to play games with him and everything. And then one day he sent me this poem. And it was the weirdest poem I, I have ever read in my life. And he ended with something like and if you wanna know who I actually am if you wanna embrace me come and follow me as as soon as I was reading the poem he left it was the weirdest thing ever I was like is this happening right now like is this actually happening is this guy like hating on me Like, what is going on? Like, why did he laugh? Like, why did he just stand up as soon as I finished the poem that just says that? Like, what is going on? And then I'm, like, thirsty AF. And I just go after him. And I cannot find him anywhere. I, to this day, I don't know if he went to take a shit. And he didn't even knew what the hell he was doing. He just sent me something that it was a very big, huge coincidence. Or if he actually had a plan and then he gave up halfway. I don't know. I just know that I couldn't find him. And it was really weird. For a moment, moment, it felt like he wanted me real bad. And then it felt like he didn't. But I have to say, for every single day that I was in that house, the sexual tension was real. So I was sleeping just like Harry Potter, like under a staircase. And this woman, Jesus Christ, honestly, it was impossible. Like I remember I, people would think in Brazil that I was having a really nice life because as I was having the worst moments of my life, I was taking pictures, I was posting things and people were just assuming that I was fine. So I took a picture from my window and then I said, look at the place that I'm at right now. Not bad, right? And then that woman came and then she said, how dare you? I let you stay in my house and then you take a picture from my neighborhood and then you just say that it looks bad. That's it. I saw it from your Facebook post. You're disgusting. And I was like, so tired to explain anything. I just, I just didn't do anything. And then this boy kept sending me stuff. He was just being weird. I was just getting tired. And then they wanted me to join their religion to be, it was 
it is kind of like being a Mormon in the U.S. Like in Brazil, you have this whole Christian thing that you have to be very strict, and it is a whole thing. I always look at it as being a cult. So sorry if you're a Mormon or if you're religious at all. Like to me, I don't like it. I think people should be free, people should embrace themselves, like, honestly, gays have been around since the Egypt, Greeks were gay, the church killed a whole bunch of people, and they manipulate their writings, and the writings of themselves are awful to translate, and church has way too much power, and all of that drama, people are way too dumb to understand the Bible, and the same chapter from the Levictus which say that you shall not lay with another man, also say that women should be decapitated if they are on their period, and men should be killed if they take their hair out, their hair off if they shave. So it's in the same freaking chapter. People only use that same section about you shall not lay with another man because they want to cause chaos they want to cause hate and honestly if you are from any religion and you are like i mean if you're a christian and you're saying that you hate people from other religions or gay should die and all of that drama you're already to me you're already worse than the worst freaking satanic and i know that there are good luciferians out there and i'm just getting on their level i'm not using the satanic religion as an excuse sorry i'm not trying to be disrespectful i'm just saying that christians piss me off because i believe in jesus christ i'm not christian though the thing is they say that they follow jesus but let me tell you something jesus walked along with a prostitute jesus was in every single party eating and drinking jesus did not judge jesus did not create any religion Okay, okay, so who did that was man, not Jesus. And Jesus left one message, love the other as you love yourself, as part of yourself. And if you're using the Bible to attack someone, you're already not following Jesus because he not said for you to do that. He just said love. He did not say attack, he did not say judge, he did not say create a church and become rich and enslave others with their own ignorance. No. So, that is my rant on homosexuality and religion. Burning hell with your hell, because I don't believe in hell. I don't see how a god would create such thing, like it doesn't serve any purpose. It, doesn't, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Every, to me, everything is God. To me, there is a bad place that you go, but it's because you resonate with it. And you stay there as long as you want to. And this place could be your life. This place could be your afterlife. It doesn't matter. Some people live in limbo their whole existence. They're just too numb to reality. Whatever. Getting back. They wanted me to join their religion. And I'm not up for that. I came from a very religious family. The thing is, my whole family used a religion that in Brazil we call Umbanda. It's a derivation, if that's the word. It's a 
It's a branch of an African religion called Voodoo, I believe. And we, they, most of my family came from uh, indigenous people and that mixture. So it's very dark, very nasty type of religion. And they are all Christian now and they act like they are never been witches, you know? I'm not, oh God, I, I'm trying to be correct. Like, I'm not saying that it's the same thing with Wicca, okay? It's just concepts, which is in that sense that curse people. So they are all cursing people up and down, dancing with bones around around fire. Now they are all worshiping God and Christ and hating people and bashing people. And they all say to me, never talk to a Mormon. Never talk to this religion, that religion, and never do this and this and that. And I never listen to them. I always talk to every single person, doesn't matter what their gender, race, religion, or anything is. I don't care, okay? So my family condemn me for that. They hate me for that. So that's the, the thing. But when it comes to joining and accepting a religion, like I can talk to you about any religion. I have friends that are Luciferian. Wicca, Mormon, I don't care. I don't like your religion, okay? I have my own beliefs, so I like you, but I won't follow what you believe. And if you need me to do that, I'm sorry, we cannot be friends anymore. That's just how I am. So that's the thing. I do not believe in religion. To me, I believe in anything else. Literally, I have faith. I have the belief in energy and blah, 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 but not like something that a man wrote and blah, blah, blah. So this family that were, they were like helping me to stay in their house, hosting me, they wanted me to join their religion. They were sending me to their church and blah, 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 and I didn't want to. So things started to get bad and that woman started to see me as the devil and she started to say that I would curse her son and turn him gay. Honestly, if that, if, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> you know that, a fag recognizes the other. So, I'm just saying, I am just saying. By the way, I found out later on that her daughter was a lesbian. It's just so funny. I, I just wonder if this Chanel has no straight kids and I'm, I wonder how is her head today, but whatever. Um, so she was kind of being all religious, all crazy up to me and then my aunt started worrying about it and then she said, okay, Kaya, we need to do something about this. We need to get to your family, we need to talk to somebody because you cannot stay in the UK. You cannot find a job because you're in no condition, apparently. I mean, I don't know if you're being lazy. And I knew that she didn't mean that it was just she was just tired I was tired and we were just lost in this whole mess and then I explained to her some things that my mother had said before and my mother said before she revealed herself and what she was doing she said things like oh son you need to understand that I'm trying to fix your ticket issue, but no one needs to know that, right? No one needs to know that we have an issue. Everything is, we will be fine just to trust your mother. She would say things like that. So for that reason, no, 
No one in my family knows what I'm going through. After three months, no one knows. Only her knows. Sorry, only she knows. English. And she was crazy about it. She was like, oh my God. How can a mother do this? And then my aunt visit us and then we had a whole day calling my whole family and it was the most miserable day I had because that whole day we were making calls and my family would pick up the phone in ways that I would not expect not in a long shot me and my aunt we sat down to call my family to explain the situation I was in so they could help me financially to come back to Brazil. I called my grandma and she said, Why are you calling me? You became rich and you left us. You don't need anything from us. Why are you calling us? I called my aunt from Brazil and she said, Why are you calling? Everyone knows that you joined Oxford and now you're just there and you don't care about anyone. And I called my dad and he said, that's why you're calling because you all you want is money. Everyone knows that you expended your whole money now you're broke and you want more money because you're lazy. If you work, you can achieve anything in life. And if you don't work, you're just lazy. Me and my aunt in the UK, we didn't know like how to handle that. Because apparently, my mother told the whole family, each individual, a different story about me. And she used my pictures and videos that I made to explain the situation I was in. So I had a picture where I bought a oat milk and then she used that to say that I was being vegan and vegan is ex veganism is expensive so I was just wasting money and for that reason I left the family and blah 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 and then for some other people she said that I joined Oxford and to others she said that I got a job and she was just saying crazy things to different people and everyone believed her. So me and my aunt, we have to send pictures of how skinny I was. I have probably lost like 15 kilos. I don't know in pounds how much that is. I don't know, like 45, 50 pounds, I don't know. I lost a whole bunch of weight. And I was with, my, with dark circles around my eyes and I was bones and sad and miserable and all my clothes were ripped and awful because I was walking so much and she took pictures and sent to the family and they could not deny it there was something wrong after that hell broke loose my whole family joined together against my mother to this day she is hated she is treated like a dog no one likes her she lost everything in life because my whole family found that 
out and they cannot to this day understand what happened. They are not the smartest people. They are not... They're just not, like... They're not... Like, my family is ignorant. So even that, they, they cannot handle it. They cannot handle the fact that I starved, that my mother lied, that I that they have to waste so much money, it's easier to pretend that it didn't happen. So they don't talk to my mother, but they don't like to talk about what, why. So what happened was, through those calls, my whole family attacked her, and she felt pressurized, and she bought the tickets back to Brazil so I could come back, and everything was solved. When I came back, I mean, just getting to the plane was good enough. I watched a movie about, I wish I could remember the name of things because I didn't play in this podcast, but it was a movie about a woman who had a, a, a sister who died and the sister had a daughter and they had a restaurant and the daughter wants to become a cook and they don't have anyone to take care of the kid so she kind of adopts the her her niece yeah that that's it her niece she adopts her niece and blah 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 that's the movie i watched it and i almost cried i just felt like oh god her life is just as miserable as mine oh no it isn't because she's rich she has a rich chef and but whatever that movie was fun and then I arrived. As I arrived, as miserable as I was, the funny thing is, I just remembered how awful it is to live in Brazil. The first thing I noticed is, where are the sidewalks? Why there are so many, like, like, burrows in the street, bumps in the road, why everything is so smelly, like, I was just like, oh god, everything's dirty, like everything's awful, nothing works, why are those queues, why is it so hot? I was like, oh my god, I'm like poor, broke, scared, afraid and everything, but I am so mean. <laughs> I just felt mean, I was like, oh my god, I'm such a mean white girl, like, Jesus. And then I was walking with my blue hair on and I arrived I opened the door to my house and my mother was sleeping and then I said hi mom I'm fine I arrived she didn't look to me she didn't stand up she didn't hug me or anything she didn't care that I was alive all she cared about is how much money she spent, how much I ruined her life, and how much of a failure I was, and the fact that I should be aborted. That's what she said. She regret not taking an abortion. That's my mom's welcome. Well, I decided that I could not live in the same house as her before, as I kept doing 
throughout the years. I lived with her for one year, then I remember how much I hate her, then I live out with some aunt in another state, not state, but in different cities. And then I come back, and then I leave, and I come back, and I leave, and I just feel like this is such a karmic relationship that I need to fix. Because it is just miserable. The relationship I have with my mother now, it's weird to say the least. My mother was born on the 29th of February. And you know that the 29th of February happens once every four years. So I don't know, it just actually feels like she has a birthday every four years. Because she's not... I, I, I still don't understand to this day. Like, it's been... What? Six years since that happened. And to this day, she had made worse things than that. But the thing is, I was in Brazil. And I could survive that. I had family around and stuff to support me through the awful thing that she kept doing to me. My mother never ceased to be abusive. But the thing is, I was in Brazil, I was getting older, I was learning. But to this day, I don't know. Is she a sociopath? Maybe. I never saw her feel remorse. I never saw her regret. She doesn't feel emotions. Whenever she cries, it's because her image is ruined. It's because she lost money or something like that. It's never because of people. It's never because of anything human. I don't know if she has a mental illnesses. Like I know that being a sociopath is a mental illnesses. I'm not. I'm just saying like something other than that. I don't know if she's just like legitimately crazy. All I know is that I've got into many, many, many arguments with her throughout the years. Since I was a child. After the UK situation. After everything, I just came to realize that it doesn't matter how many times I forgive her. She will always attack again. She will always make me feel miserable again. And now I just learn to actually forgive because I looked into her eyes and I know that I don't know if she wants to forget if she doesn't understand what she has done to me or if she is completely incapable I don't know I just feel like nothing will come out of it I understand that nothing will change It doesn't matter how many times I argue with her and I put her on her place about anything that she did. She will never understand. She will never care. I don't know. It's just not worth it. That's the point. It's not worth it. I am the one who gets broken every single time. Through meditation, I came to realize that maybe if I chose to be alive, if I chose to come to this reality and have this existence maybe 
we made a contract, a deal, that she would have to teach me, not as a mother, but she would have to teach me as an enemy, how to have patience, how to forgive. Maybe that's my life lesson with my mother. It is like having a child that will never develop. A child that will always be a child. A child that will have 50 years old. That will be 50 years old and will still act and behave. Like a child. Your parent job is never done. That's how I feel with my mother. When I was nine years old, I remember I told her that she cared way too much about money and she never understood how to invest or save it and I just learned in school that you should invest and save your money and she don't do that she always spend money and even if she had a million dollars she would just spend everything and be miserable again because being unsatisfied is her mantra it's who she is unsatisfaction in person She hit me, but I say that to her face now, and I say, was I wrong, mother? Was I ever wrong about anything about you? She cries, but I know that those are not human fears. There is something else in that. It's not humanly possible, because she's not crying about me or her, she's still crying about her perfect mother image that she fights so hard to achieve. She wants so badly to be the perfect mother that she dismisses anything else. She never said, I'm sorry. She never said, I'll change. To this day, she said they should abort me. It is a, ma it is a matter of how much pressure I put on. At first, she, she will act funny and calm and intelligent. That's how everyone sees my mother. My mother, when I was... Yeah, that's a whole other story, me and my mother. But we are like our enemies. I love her. You need to know that. I love her. I'm not even joking. I love my mother. That's the whole reason why I forgive her every single time it feels like we're stuck in a loop it feels like we're these creatures that are beyond space and time and we're just reliving the same mistakes over and over in limbo i'm just always forgiving and she's always making mistakes it's funny i sometimes i don't feel human i i just wonder how much more mature i have become throughout my pain and what she caused me. She cost me my childhood, she cost me my safety, my teenage years, she cost me everything. She is my biggest investment. Because my therapist said, my psychiatrist said, everyone, my psychologist said, that I have too good of a heart. You know in movies when they say, We need a pure of heart. I have that. I could lift the sword. I could be the sacrifice. I have a good heart. I'm angry. I am in a really bad shape. I've been torn apart up and down. But just like the main character in the Doctor Sleep series from The Shining, 
of Stephen King after years and years of having alcohol and drinking, smoking, using drugs, he still has the shine. He is still bright. That's who I am. Depression took most of me, but I'm still bright in the most. I cannot not forgive. I always forgive. I always love. I always give second and third chances. That's why I love to say that I will never look in someone's eyes again if they make a mistake with me. Because I like to make that threat. So I don't have to. Because I know that I will forgive. And I know how much that hurts and how much I've been hurt so many times. Especially because of my mother. And my therapist said that. You know why you're depressed. It's not because your mother wasn't there. It's not because your sister is kind of evil. It's not because your brother is lost. It's not because your father is gone. It's because you love them way too much. And they're not worth it. That's why you're in depression. Because you want them to be a perfect family so badly. You want them to just be functional. You want to live for them. You want to change everything you can for them so they can just work together again. And I am sorry, Kaio, but that will never happen. You grew in a family that behaved like wolves, each one fighting for their own food. Not even wolves act like that in real life. They, they work together most of the times. But it feels like each of you is from a different pack and you are always competing. Your family was never a family, you were savages. And that's why if you don't change your mind, you're gonna die depressed. And unfortunately to this day, after having quit, quit every medication there is and every single treatment, I am still struggling with the same issue. I live in the house that my father has built. The thing is, he started to build this house when he was together with my mother. And she spent most of her money, when we had any money, building another house with, uh, how do you say that in English? She had another man and she built him a house with all furnish. And that's why they broke up. And the house that my father, my father has always been the, the mind, the business mind. So the reason why my mother worked and achieved things in life was because my father was very patient and knew how to handle her capabilities in life. She's a hairdresser and she's a really good one. But she doesn't know how to handle money, she doesn't know how to handle businesses and everything that she touches turns into dust. Unless my father gets to it first. Not even her kids survive. So this house is in the same state that it was 15 years ago. It still has red bricks. It still has concrete gray 
concrete now taken by green mode. I am still cold, my house has lots of infiltration, rat issues, insect issues. It's open, it barely has any doors. In the doors that I have, they don't lock. I live in a place, not a house. And above this place, I live with my mother. I mean, not quite. She lives above, in the house above, which is just as bad as the house below. Now I have a boyfriend, and I've met him one year ago. One year and a few months. And he has been the light in my life, and he has taken me out of many dark places. Most of the battles I fought myself, but the ones I fought with him were the best ones. He has been light. He's the opposite of me. Roger is fun. He likes to go out, to have parties, to drink, to enjoy, to talk. I'm an introvert, I hate all of that. But we're the same. He likes playing games, watching cartoons, anime, movies, TV shows. And I like that. And together we make quite a power couple. I don't know for how long that will last, but he saves me from her. Because if he wasn't here, I would be with her. Because I will always forgive her. He's like a wall in between us. Me and my mother. At first she hated him. Now she... I like to think that she loves him. Because he's a new beginning. And she likes that. She likes to pretend that she didn't have any mistakes. And to start over. There was one year when I was young that she changed houses five times in a year because she made enemies in the neighborhood. Each neighborhood she had to start to tell a new story and to make new friends. I believe that's why I think she's a sociopath. Because of the whole story and scenario and manipulation, accusation type of behavior. My mother made me believe for a long time that I was dead. For a long time she would play this game that I would call as a child, I was called mom, and she wouldn't care, she would pass straight towards me. As if I was a ghost. She would play many games with me. Especially those who hurt. She would always say things like, I'm not your mother, I'm a witch, run, kid. When I was four. Thing is, I don't forget. Sometimes I think I suffer from my fantasia. I remember way too much. And she had hurt me in so many ways and levels that I'm just bulletproof right now. I don't know like what else could happen. Because the whole reason why she hurt me is because I love her, because I allow her. And these days I still see 
how much she lost. She lost her whole business. She lost her family. She lives in the same house for 15 years and the house is not built. The house is ugly. The house is falling apart. She cannot sell it. She is drowning in debt. I don't know. No punish is enough to someone like her because she will never accept defeat or try to win. I just feel sorry and feeling sorry kills me because that's all I feel. I love her and I don't know how to help her. I've tried many times. I gave her many tips. I had talked to her through months and years and I've seen all the delusion, all the craziness. Sometimes I had to... I don't know if she plays games. Sometimes I believe that if there is such things as, as a reptilian or the creatures from the Doctor's Sleep series from Stephen King, if those things are real, my mother is one of them. Because it's quite magical how good she feels and how energetic and fun she becomes when I feel sick and tired. Sometimes I wonder if she feeds off my suffering. If that's fun. Because she, she fakes diseases. I remember clearly months, at least, at least six months, that I had to explain who I was and who she was and where you were to her at least once a week. She would act crazy. She would just not know where she was or anything as if she had amnesia or something. And I think either it was fun, a game or an entertainment. I don't know. I'm just tired today. But I am also glad because you cannot change the past. Given the circumstances, anything ha bad that happened to you with the same tools that you had, if you could go back in time, nothing would change. You did the best you could. Things turned out the way they should. It doesn't matter how bad. If you're listening to this, you're alive. All you can do is look forward. All I can do is look forward. So today, I know that let's just say a miracle happens let's just say some crazy people buy my merch by the way i made some t-shirts and i have a patreon <laughs> if you're interested in supporting me in any way let's just say that this podcast become a thing that i make a youtube channel i don't know that i learn how to sing and i make an album that i get rich anyway straight from poverty to <laughs> A mention let's just say something like that happens are we in the lottery it hurts me because I know that no one will take care of her no one not even her sister her mother my grandma no one no one understands my mother better than I do no one loves me maybe only I mean only God like no one I understand my mother better than her mother, better than her siblings, and she has seven. No one wants to be around her, no one wants anything to do with her. 
no one of her other kids or ex-husbands. It's I am all she has. I just cannot accept or allow the fact that she could rot in a house. I cannot see myself giving her money. Like I wonder what the hell would she do? Change her identity and go to some other place and then appear dead? I mean, I know you cannot appear dead, you're just dead. I'm just saying, I, I worry. Like, I would need her to be around me, but at the same time, I just know the pressure of having her around me. It's a whole heavy, dark energy that it's constantly feeding. And the best thing I can do is to meditate and pray and be as high energy as I can be so I can live for both of us. Because she doesn't seem to want to be alive anymore, or she never did. I don't know, it just feels so weird. She doesn't want to try anything, she doesn't want to understand, to have a hobby, to go to therapy, to take any medication. She doesn't want anything. All she wants is to be around me. I'm all she has, and she doesn't want to change. And I cannot have her around or out, it's just limbo forever, I think. But if anything, it teaches me how to be strong, how to protect myself from energy. And I hope the huge black guy from the hostel in Brighton is right. Because he said that I was born to suffer, but if I could survive, I would help a whole bunch of people. That's fair enough. If there is anything I know now is that I am literally the strongest person I've known. I don't know anything stronger than me. I could give my life weight to anyone that I know. I can see them becoming like smashed pota smash potatoes, like soup. No one can handle being poor, broken, uneducated lost, alone, basically an orphan, in a country like Brazil, they cannot handle that. Having the hopes and dreams that I have, no one can. Most people have killed themselves, and if timelines exist, I might have killed myself in 90-99% of them. I just know. Sometimes I feel like my reality is the constant shifting of how many times I've died in other places. And for in it's never ending. It's just a continuous cut and continue, cut and continue. I'm scared of life sometimes. This whole perspective that I am accumulating it's really weird and if I chose anywhere in any place spiritually that's what people say, that's how I feel as well, because I had me weird memories and dreams where I chose something special in a big white place. And if I am as, as, a, as a spirit chose to have this miserable life, how can I see my higher self as anything other than a sadistic little fuck? Seriously, how do you do that? So I'm here trying to forgive myself for things that I don't remember doing, like choosing to be born, choosing to be miserable, 
forever, maybe. So it's quite difficult to look at it and and say like, okay, that's fine, maybe you have a purpose. And searching for that purpose almost got me killed many times. I just tried drowning myself, hanging myself, jumping from places. That's what I almost do every time I'm an opportunity. So what I found in 2020 to help me a lot is to just keep swimming, as Dottie says, is to just breathe, to not care, to just trust, which is something, I'm a control freak, I don't trust a rock, I don't trust my shadow, I don't trust anything, I've been attacked from all sides my whole life, how would I trust anything, especially God, especially my higher self, like, to me, they're all sadistic, crazy, crazier than everything, if they exist at all, so, how can I trust that everything, not is gonna be fine, but it is fine, because if I am to believe what I believe, time doesn't exist, it is a concept made for human perspective, Time exists only up to the third dimension. It fades completely after the fifth dimension. Read about the hermetic principles, the seven ones. You will understand a little bit more what I'm talking about. Or research anything about the current spiritual awakening, enlightenment. You will understand more what I'm talking about. And those are all things that I always knew since I was a child. And I can talk about my paranormal experiences as well, but just for the sake of this episode, which is mostly talking about how I survived what I survived and how I cope today. And the thing is, after all the trauma, which is a lot, I didn't cope at all. I didn't survive at all. I believe I died many times, if not literally, at least mentally. I so I felt ego death, I felt like dying in many ways, and also I don't feel anything like I was back then, it feels like a whole nother lifetime, I'm not that person, the boy in the story that was lost in the UK, it's not me, he died, he died in a plane crash, he died lost in the streets as a homeless person. He overdosed. He died because he was stabbed by a crazy psychotic woman. He died because he suicide. He died many ways. I don't know that guy. I'm just telling the story. I dissociate completely. It feels like I'm literally telling a story about someone else. But it's my story for some reason. So I did die in many ways, at least philosophically, we change way too much when we go through those things. We don't relate to our past so much, yet we're still stuck in it. My point is, the only thing that I found to be successful, besides searching for things like I just said, the seven hermetic principles and spirituality because 
remedies, the medicines, they only serve to make you go numb and crazy. It feels like you're wearing a mask and you're not yourself. They're not good. But the only thing I found besides that, which is learning things about a very specific topic, was breathing. It sounds crazy. But have you ever thought about your breath and how many times you breathe and breathe consciously and meditate and just let go and trust and trust that you're not alone and trust that for some reason you're right here and for some reason you need to believe that there is light around you. And that you're fine. You're not you're not gonna be fine. You are fine. And you have everything that you have. And you are exactly where you should be. And everything is fine. And you have to say those things and believe those things. It doesn't matter how far away it feels, you just need to be those things. That's what I found as crazy as it sounds that to be the best. Thing next to facing it the next best thing is to just face it to be completely lost in your tears and cry like a baby and try to cope and change your memories to better things they call it shadow work well that's all I can give you right now if you feel awful Just breathe, and when you're ready, face it. I've been robbed last year. One thing that helped me besides breathing was imagining me punching the hell out of the guy who pointed a gun at me and took the phone that I didn't even pay to this day because I'm unemployed and beating the hell out of him and putting a grenade into his bicycle and watching it explode into pieces and me becoming a superhero and killing all the other ones that helped but I also had to do with my pain to feel completely lost and unsafe and then I cried and that kind of felt like purging And then I breathe again, and that's what I do. I breathe. Do you breathe? Have a nice day.